This is the Faithful Christian Podcast, a podcast that hopes to encourage you in your walk and your love for our Lord Jesus Christ. During this time that it seems very unpopular to stand for the truth, we hope to be your go-to resource to encourage you to stand for what is true and right according to God's word. Let's go on this journey together. up guys welcome to faithful christian i am christian gibbons and i have here with me one of my close friends esiolito manoscritos as i call him <laughs> easy what's up y'all what's up bro thanks for agreeing to join us tonight on this lovely what is it a monday night yep to record yeah so just got done with small group yeah just got done with our small group here and it's freezing like Super cold outside. My feet hurt. My face is hurting right in the metro today. But, you know, I made it. And I'm inside now. So I'm happy. <laughs> so, um, we're going to start. Just get right into it. Um, we are talking about joy, you know, which is the second fruit of the Spirit. All right. So, we find, you know, about the fruit of the Spirit, joy, in Galatians 5. And I'm going to read from um, 522 and 23, which lists out the whole fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing there is no law. So we're told that these things are beneficial. There's no law against us having any of these positive traits which are given to us supernaturally through the Spirit. And the word joy is also translated to chara. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not a theologian yet. I'm going to school, well, I'm not one yet, but um, <laughs> it's the word chara. If I'm saying that right, if I'm not, I'm sorry. You'll get over it. <laughs> um, but joy, I'm trying to think, what do I think of joy? When, when I think of the fruit of the spirit, joy, what comes to mind to me is, you know, not necessarily looking at things that are external and finding you know, joy and contentment in those things because sometimes our circumstances aren't always positive. Sometimes we are going through a lot with our family or maybe with our friends or our relationships or work is a lot. And yet, as a believer, I can still say that I am joyful because of my hope in Christ. And it's hard to explain unless you experience it. So I... You know, I'm going to try to explain it. We can try to explain it best through a biblical lens and what that looks like for us. Um, a verse that comes to mind when I think of joy is James 1, 2, and 3 when it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And that verse has been kind of the catalyst of my year, or for, of 2018 for me, because... I went through a lot like 2018 was a hard year for me and I can truly say that you know the trials that I went through did produce perseverance and I've had people say oh man I can tell you're maturing you've been through a lot but these things have really produced a lot of you know maturance like what is the word I'm looking for you mature because of these things basically you know mm -hmm. and I'm like wow yeah, I have. You're like, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> but, you know, I can say that there's been some good out of this. 
and that is a reason for joy like that does produce joy within my heart to say okay yeah these crappy circumstances have produced growth and character and that's something to be joyful about um what are your thoughts on that verse um i think that you know joy comes in many different type of faces just like it says um well it doesn't say that in there but <laughs> i think joy has different faces like yeah um especially when it comes to trials uh you know it's hard to think about it but like i don't have a lot of joy in trials yeah but like there might be like little little like nuggets or little like bookmarks in the chapter of trial mm-hmm. that i'm going through yeah that i'm like oh yeah that does bring me a little bit of joy mm-hmm. i always thought of this someone told me this um about life that life is sometimes like train tracks like you have good stuff and bad stuff yeah on either rail and you're just riding the train of life and like you know there's always something to be joyful about and there's always gonna be something that's gonna be a debbie downer yeah or like bad or mm-hmm. something that you go through and then they happen just at the same time so when i think about joy um you know in in this case in, in terms of james one through uh, two to three I think that now I've gotten to a point in my faith where that verse actually helps me kind of, uh, it's like a pep talk to me of yeah. every day that I wake up because like, I'm like, it should alert me like, Hey, a trial's coming or Hey, someone's gonna like, you know, ridicule you or Hey, mm-hmm. like something bad. If something bad happens, mm-hmm. like kind of as a joy, because this is something that's going to test yeah. me. Yeah. And instead of like, Instead of in the past, maybe I've been like reactive to that and mm-hmm. might not have responded mm-hmm. like in a in a um, in a godly way, in a mm-hmm. godly manner. Now I could think about it as like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I've seen this before. Okay, God, yeah, kind of as joy because yeah. guess what? I'm gonna learn something through this. Um, I might not like it at first, and my actions might not be the best at first. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it will be something that will mature my faith. Amen. That's awesome. Um, so. <laughs> I wrote a little note here, like, joy is not the lack of struggles, but rather, um, but it's brought through a, uh, what are you writing me right here? <laughs> joy is not by a lack of struggles, but by our future promise. Um, so our future promise is in, you know, our promise of being with Christ in eternal joy and a place that has no pain and a place that has no trials and we are eternally you know filled with pleasure because we were with our god um so as believers we have joy because we have a future promise not because we have struggles like mm. you know that's that's our reason for joy um another verse that comes to mind for me when i think of you know joy is philippians 3 1 further my brothers and sisters rejoice in the lord it is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again and it is a safeguard for you so we are commanded to rejoice in the Lord. Like this is not, you know, an option for believers. You know, we are to rejoice in the Lord. Um, things are hard at times, but we still have reason to rejoice in the Lord. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one verse that comes to mind for me when I think of it. Do you have a verse that comes to mind for you? I would say, um, and this is only because you know that last year I read the book of Ecclesiastes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all I'm all like Ecclesiastes this, Ecclesiastes that. Ecclesiastes this. <laughs> but like the the one thing that stood out to me in reading Ecclesiastes was uh, Ecclesiastes nine seven, mm-hmm. 
where it talks about it says uh go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart for god has already approved what you do and mm. i thought that was pretty interesting because uh, you know we don't have to get into like ecclesiastes let's talk about like how life is vanity and yeah. vain and blah blah all that stuff i encourage you guys to, to read it but um what it made me think about was <clears throat> finding joy in the small things mm-hmm. um of life because you can't control everything that happens of course god knows everything yeah um that from the beginning to the end he knew he knows our path and our journey and what's going to happen mm-hmm. before we re- even do um but i don't and because yeah. i'm not god so understanding that like sometimes the things the simple things or maybe just things that come your way that is an opportunity for you to have joy yeah like really have joy because you can't control those and those go away and we can't control time and yeah. you don't want to That's like, true. you know, it, it, it literally says that. It says that in the word because um, there's no predict. It, I was just reading the notes out of my Bible. It's like no predicting whether one's life in the world will be hard or easy. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you know, right there is advising that to enjoy life and circumstances are conducive for it. So that, I yeah. thought that was pretty pretty cool. And I, and I think of like when we went to Seattle, like just yeah. looking at Mount Rainier. Yeah. That brought me joy. Like the 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 ability to put your head on a pillow. I'm sure you thought oh, that was that brings me so much joy every single night. I experience joy to the fullest because I get to sleep. Yeah, or or just like laughter, yeah, um, jokes, uh, or sometimes like you know graduations. Like yeah. there's like seeing your uh, niece maybe yeah, makes you like a happy laugh or whatever. Yeah. Like so, there's a lot of, a lot of things joy. Yeah. Um, a lot of opportunities for joy Absolutely. come across, and let's take advantage of that. I think that brings up a point for me. And I'm not like trying to play devil's advocate, but mm-hmm. so there is circumstantial joy, and I think that is kind of what you're prescribing to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also that there's joy that I was referring to that we get from Christ. So I believe that everyone does experience joy, of course, you know. But I think a lot of it's circumstantial, mm-hmm. and if we were to take away those things. And I'm speaking from, I guess, yeah, this is even a challenge to believers, like, because we are supposed to test ourselves to make sure we're in the faith. Mm-hmm. Like, if we were to take away these circumstances, would we still be able to say we have joy in Christ? You know, for example, like, circumstantial joy is, is unstable because, you know, situations in life constantly change. Mm-hmm. You know, um, our, everything in life is fleeting. Like, you know that from studying Ecclesiastes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and often, like, the things that we have that are circumstantial will leave us feeling empty, you know, with each passing moment because we always want more. Like, I just look at my life, my own self, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I felt really fulfilled when I first got my first car, but I still have my first car. And I'm like, dang, there's so many nicer cars out there on the road, and I'm still driving the same car <laughs> for the last 10 years. And I'm like, but I know what it's like to have a new car, and I know how much joy it gave me. But yet I know that it's fleeting because I know that it faded, you know? Mm-hmm. It should have lasted, right? I love mm-hmm. my car. But no, it's a, it was a circumstantial thing, you know? So, I don't know. What are, your, what are your thoughts on, like, that topic of circumstantial versus, you know, the joy that Christ brings? Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do on, like, on foundational yeah. worldviews. Okay. Or from the, your foundational outlook. Mm-hmm. Like, for me personally... Yeah, there's circum- I would agree that circumstantial joy is based off of 
like what it is. It's like you yeah. don't know what life brings. So yeah. like, there's gonna be good times and bad times, Absolutely. and you have a choice on whether you want to be joyful. Mm-hmm. But specifically, what I think that scripture was talking about in mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes was more about. So when those times come, are you grateful for those times? Got it. Yeah. yeah. And if you are grateful. And, and that joy, you know where that joy comes from, mm-hmm. which then leads into the second thing, which there is Christ. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, I'm not happy because, like, oh, it just happened to be that, like, you know, I got, like, a great day and I got promoted and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, I got promoted. Who's getting the glory? Who am I thinking of yeah. of that promotion? Yeah. Or who am I thinking of when I see, like, my little sister smile? Yeah. Or who am I thinking of when I see the general revelation of, like, beautiful trees? Yeah, absolutely. Like, in a forest. Like, yeah. is it, oh, wow, thanks, Big Bang. Or <laughs> is it, wow, thank you, Lord, for making the world absolutely like the way that you made it. So I think I think it's great. I think, actually, you bring up a good point. It's always good to figure out between circumstantial joy mm-hmm. and, and, um, and joy from Christ. But I think they... Although there's a distinction, they, they actually go hand in hand, too. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it's like you'll see Christ in the circumstances mm-hmm. um, when you're joyful and understand who brings that joy absolutely. to you. But also, like, it talks about, like, in, 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 uh, in James about the complete joy in Christ. That, mm-hmm. like, outside of him, you can't have complete joy yeah. either. So Yeah, awesome. I like that. So, yeah, the point I was bringing up with, like, joy from Christ is that we know that Christ... As believers, he satisfies us fully as the living water and the bread that sustains us. Um, Christ gives us himself as eternal promise and the Holy Spirit as our comforter. And the Holy Spirit is the reason why we can have the joy because he's our comforter. You know, he constantly comforts us in any turmoil or trial that we may have. And we may not always feel his comfort right away. But I think most believers can say looking back, you know, if they look retrospectively, like they ultimately did feel comforted because they had the Holy Spirit with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the point that you brought up, like, yeah, looking at my nephew or my little niece, I can have joy in looking at them and being with them in their presence because I know that them, you know, as they're a gift from God, you know, mm-hmm. like children are a gift from God. So, yeah, that's awesome how you brought that back. So let me, let me ask you this, Christian. Yeah. What is an area... Or what type of situation do you find yourself hard to be joyful in? Mm, that is a great question, and I hate being put on the spot, so <laughs> I might take a little bit of time to answer that. Um, no, but <laughs> honestly, I find it hard to be joyful. Um, like initial, like initially, like when you look at you know your life or circumstances mm-hmm. that have come, like what are some areas that is hard for you to find joy in? I find it hard to be joyful, honestly, when I'm home at times. Um, I live with my family, and I think, okay, well, I'm not necessarily where I like to be. Um, but also, I'm seeing, you know, certain people in my family not doing their best to be where I think they should be. You know, they're not wanting better for themselves. They're settling, and to me, I feel like. And this is very, very shallow, and it's not Christ-like because my joy shouldn't come from these reasons. But, um, like, I feel like, man, I expect it more. You know, I expect more for myself. I expect more for others. And I've, I think I've done a lot, a lot for someone my age, but I'm looking at things that are the wrong perspective. Like, I'm like, I, this is a circumstantial joy. Like, mm-hmm. my circumstances aren't what I thought they should be, and I'm not happy. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, that is something I... 
legitimately can say I struggle with. I struggle with being joyful at home and like being the cheerful Christian because I feel like I expect more from everyone. Um, so I'm like constantly praying through that, like, God, this is not of you. And God, this is not how I should respond to these circumstances. I should actually be joyful and, mm-hmm. you know, thanking God that I have the opportunity to be home and to be a witness to my family who may not be on the right track and to be present for my parents who need help. You know, I should look at those moments and not that my parents need my help financially, but, you know, my parents need help with other things, you know, and I'm like, I should be thankful, one, that I have a roof over my head. Two, that I have family that loves me. I should be joyful for those reasons. And three, I should be thankful that I have God Christ, you know, who is always with me, no matter what my circumstances are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's something I have lately been struggling to have joy with, just being home. It's hard at times, you know, it's draining. Um, so mm-hmm. that's just, yeah, that's where it is. For you me. brought up something that's interesting. You use the word happiness. Mm-hmm. Have you, like, I don't... I don't even know what the answer is, to be honest. We might need to research this a little bit more. But, yeah. like, what is the difference biblically or, yeah, if, if you could find biblical evidence for this, but is there a difference between happiness and joy? Um, I know there's scripture that says happy are the people whose God is the Lord. I don't know what the actual definition of happiness is, but we have the internet, so we could always Google it. <laughs> so... I don't know. Like, how would people define happiness? I see that here the first thing that pops up is the state of being happy. Content meant pleasure, or synonyms are contentment, pleasure, um, satisfaction. Hmm. So, when I think of happiness, do I think, am I content? I'm not always content. You know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I want more. Like, I want to progress. I mm-hmm. want to be the best but sometimes I'm just lazy and I don't feel like doing that you know mm-hmm. so I think that's yeah the difference oh mm-hmm. joy is a synonym like a synonym for it so joy is described <laughs> as a feeling of great pleasure and happiness mm-hmm. so I guess yeah mm-hmm. at least according to the dictionary according <laughs> to the dictionary I just always ask me that's food for thought um instead of being happy yeah it's funny how like happy doesn't necessarily def- the def- definition doesn't necessarily have joy in it yeah but joy has great the word great and also happiness yeah so great pleasure and happiness and that's pretty cool it's funny like they, they kind of all roll up into one little feeling <laughs> yeah they do <laughs> but like the way when you try to like dissect like that feeling like joy comes out like as top yeah and cause I feel cool. like joy is more like of a a state of being whereas happiness is a like a a fleeting feeling or like a moment yeah a moment of happiness like Mm -hmm. joy is something I generally can say I have whereas happiness I may not always be happy with the circumstance so maybe that's true maybe I'm just not happy with my circumstances at home at times but I'm always joyful because of Christ so actually to to kind of like what you brought up is like a state of being mm-hmm. like I think of like characteristics of people in the Bible um, who live out a life of mm-hmm. being joyful like and you can even think of like even you guys who are listening could think of like friends or family members that when you look back you're like oh yeah that's a very joyful person like he yeah. just is always like in a good mood is happy and stuff yeah. but it's like a consistent like you said state of being yeah. consistent way of living your, that person living life in a joyful manner mm-hmm. and I thought about uh, 2 Corinthians 9 6 through 7 
where it talks about the uh, cheerful giver, like, you know, someone who, um, that it says each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or un- under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So someone that, like, it, like overflows into everything. Their joy overflows, like, whether it's giving, whether it's serving, whether mm-hmm. it's loving, you know, friends, family, uh, you know, people, like, yeah, all that stuff. I feel like you're right about, like, how joy is, like, a state of being. Whereas happiness could be like just moments in that state of being. Well, thanks. I think I was right about that too. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good verse to share. Um, I like that verse a lot. Um, so I guess I think we covered a lot, honestly, when we talk about this topic. So how can believers experience joy um, in our day-to-day life? I wrote some things down here. Mm-hmm. You know, we can kind of talk about them. Um, you know, I, we just talked wow. about one of them. Wow, giving. So, yeah. yeah giving is one of your first Giving ones. is a way that we can experience joy. I think that it's more blessed to give than to receive, they say. And that's not just talking about money. That's talking about anything. Like, it's better to give. You know, we want to... We live in such a give-me culture. Yeah, it's better to give a hug than it's to receive one. It's better to, you know, give love than to receive love. I mean, obviously, we give love because we have received the ultimate form of love from Christ, so... In that case, it's better that we give. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. A cheerful giver is something that is awesome to be, you know? Like, if I ever find myself not wanting to give out of a joyful heart, sometimes I just don't. I'm like, I'd rather just wait until next Sunday when I'm in a better mood. <laughs> and I'm actually ready to give this check to the Lord because right now I'm holding on to it and it ain't good. Like, I want to give this in the right spirit. Um, I don't know if I'm being extreme with that, but, you know, sometimes that's just how I am. Um, another way that we can experience joy is in repentance. I think that once we repent of sin that we have maybe had in our life and we, you know, we were just being stubborn, I think we can experience true joy from the Holy Spirit because of our forgiveness that we find in Christ. Not that we ever, you know, we ever lose our standing with him, but I do think that there is joy that follows repentance. Um, I think that we can experience joy with fellowship with other believers I think about that often when I'm like with you guys, you know, with my friends who are believers and how encouraged I am. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I'm always encouraged when I'm with, when I'm with other believers and hearing their stories, like even hearing them, how they overcome trials. Like to me, that is encouraging and it like stirs up so much joy in my heart. Cause I'm like, man, I'm not the only one that's going through that. Like there are other people that are like this, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not happy that you're going through this, but I'm just happy. I'm not the only one, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So I don't know, like, for me, like, that is awesome. And we can ultimately encourage each other. Um, yeah. What about you? Some other things you want to add to that? Yeah, how believers can experience joy. Um, I think you brought up a good point about giving. Um, like, whenever I give specifically to, like, church. Yeah. I pay my tithes and stuff and offerings. I think about, man, like, well, one, just purely, you know, everything's his. Mm-hmm. And I find joy that um, I, I, I I like giving because I know that, man, I'm giving this back to the Lord, stuff that he already, you know, is his. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's trusted me t- and, and, and is banking on me be- being a, uh, uh, you know, a, um, a good steward of what he's blessed me. Yeah. And just the fact that he blesses me, I find joy. Just the fact that 
have the opportunity to be a good steward is is joyful to me yeah like um and and also what that makes me under makes me think about is that as a practical thing uh believers can experience joy by really looking at the root causes and like really the small things in life i i, I know like a lot of people say it's the small things in life that, that, that bring you joy but truly like um i mean ecclesiastes was talking again earlier about mm-hmm. like uh finding joy and just and and food and laughter and other and family yeah like um and little things like just like things that happen throughout the day things that happen or, or consistencies too of your life as well like yeah it doesn't always have to be like something small every day i think that's one way that you could experience joy also like as you continue to uh, read scripture mm-hmm. i feel like sometimes where i found joy is like these like huge like top 40 hits of scriptures that every pastor uses and yeah. stuff and then like when i actually read it in context i actually find joy yeah i like oh man the spirit is allowing me to understand what the word is saying and that is very joyful to me like yeah, oh wow I, I feel like i get it and um I, I find joy in that and of course i think fellowship with fellowship with um with other believers definitely could be joyful yeah experience just understanding that like i'm not in this alone um, hearing people and their testimonies, there's a joy f- component to that. Yeah, um, you know, just having a community, there's a joyful, com- joyful component to that too. Like knowing that, like there is other people who take faith seriously, and that's a reason to be joyful. Yeah, because it can be isolating. You know, like you feel like you're a lone wolf in the Christian faith. Um, so when we have others that are sharing our desire to grow in Christ, it yeah, it definitely stirs up great joy. Mm-hmm. Definitely in my heart. Um, I have one more question. I guess mm-hmm. we can ponder just briefly. Can those who are not saved experience true joy? Um, we did talk about circumstantial joy, but like, can those who are not born again truly experience joy like we do? You know, as believers. Um, ah, that's a tough one for me to answer because I want to say. Partially, yes, but I Why think partially, I, yes. I think it's because a lot of it will be circumstantial, though. Like they will have these moments of like, okay, these circumstances in my life that are consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, they can have a great family, they can have a great job, um, they can have, you know, a great life. Honestly, mm-hmm. and those are things that stir up joy, but ultimately, I think those things will fail them. Um, because at the end of the day, if you don't have Christ, you won't experience eternal joy. Yeah. So I say yes, they can experience joy on earth. Um, no, it's not true joy because true joy lasts forever. And if you don't have Christ, you will never have you won't have joy on the other side of life. Yeah, I th- I think that they experience people who are non-believers experience. Um, happiness, but I don't know about true joy. Hmm. They might experience very long moments, like years of happiness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, what made me, what came to mind was Romans fifteen thirteen. Mm-hmm. It says, "May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit." Hmm. And right there, I just feel like, you know, it says it's it's funny. It says. God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace 
and maybe there's a correlation between joy and maybe one of the uh, other fruits of spirits that you'll get into this season, peace. Yeah. But um, but I just feel like without Christ, there's no. I don't see it possible to have everlasting joy. Yeah. I see it possible to have like extremely long periods of happiness in this short lifetime. Yeah. Considering like you know life in comparison to like time and, and God like this is mm-hmm. a like super small like point um, when you look at time and the as con- in, in the view of God um, but like yeah I think like is Oprah happy yes <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. is it are friends that you know like will will they say they'll never you know come to terms with Christ or they're like atheist and stuff can they I have friends like that. Can they ha- be happy? Yeah, I think, I think they could be happy. Yeah, Ecclesiastes uh, talks a lot about like how again you can't us as humans we can't figure out like if we're gonna have a great life or we're gonna have a bad life. Yeah, or what's good and bad is gonna come, and True. good and bad comes to both the believer and non-believer, like Absolutely. how you were just talking about earlier. Yeah, on this on this episode, but um, what's that thing that is it gonna keep us? joyful mm-hmm. I don't think it's something that we can manufacture as humans because we're very fickle I think yeah. it has to be like the power of the Holy Spirit like how it says in Romans 15 13 true Dad, I just got corrected on my own podcast hey. but no but that's true I, I like that that's what we need <laughs> alright cool well um okay this is the real last question that we both will answer um so how has Jesus provided joy for you recently Ethan Oh man, it doesn't have to be recent either. It can be, you know, something you can just think of. Man, it's, I I consider myself someone that experiences joy daily. Yeah. Um. I would say most recently, I I feel like, um. Well, honestly, like family always brings me joy. Yeah. Family always brings me joy. Like when I can, when when I see that you know the Lord has blessed me with the brothers and sisters and parents that he's given me, you know, not saying that everything's perfect, everything's actually far from perfect, mm-hmm. um, but just the ability to share time with people mm-hmm. that, you know, I didn't choose them, they just are there, I live life with them, Yeah. Um, I'm just happy and, uh, I mean, I'm very grateful and joyful whenever I get to spend time with them. Um, and I will say also like general, a lot of times for, to be honest, is general revelation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just like little things like trees or nature will mm-hmm. give me joy and it helps me. That's how I kind of like, um, feel like Jesus has provided joy for me recently. Awesome. Uh, I guess I'll pose that question to myself. Um, recently I would say fairly recently, um, just through study of the word like I've been experiencing so much joy and like knowing more about Christ I'm reading through Mark um, right now and I'm almost done and I'm learning you know that Christ was a servant and I'm learning what it means to serve and it's hard because (laughs) there's times I don't want to serve but I'm learning that there's joy in serving Um, like I said earlier it's more blessed to give than to receive Mm -hmm. and there's so much joy to be experienced in a life of servanthood. Um, 
So I'm thankful for that lesson I'm learning through studying Christ's life in Mark. And then also, I kind of experience joy daily, like you, I mean, we always experience joy as believers, but um, I love being outdoors, just like you. Like, when I'm able to walk and I'm able to just see the trees and smell fresh air, like, it's always a cause for me to, like, be joyful and to, like, just thank God for his creation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, those are some recent, you know, experiences I had with the fruit of the Spirit, joy, Yeah, which I pointed out earlier. We always experience as believers, so don't think I'm saying that we have circumstantial joy. We have real joy in Christ for those who are listening and are believers. And why do we do for a bottle everything? <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, I just had to say that. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's all I really have to say about the fruit of the spirit, joy. And if you guys have any comments you would like to, um, you know, say kind of what we've gone over, like, or you want to add to the conversation, feel free to, you know, post comments on the iTunes or wherever you're listening to the podcast. Email Christian. Email me. Your thoughts. Call follow him. me on IG. My IG is actually on the page, so you can actually follow me and message me if you want. That's fine. Um... I want to thank Easy for joining me. Thank you, man. For your friendship. and yeah, Thank you. This is awesome. So, count it all as joy. Count it all as joy. <laughs> joy. <laughs> Thanks, God, for joining once again. And next episode, we will be talking about the fruit of the spirit known as peace. So, see you next time. <laughs>